Warning, warning, two idiots are reading the SCP files already in a gun. Please, cover your ears and wait further instructions. Hello and welcome to Discovering SCP, the only podcast with me, Tadhani, and this guy, Darnell. Actually, it's Neo New Darnell now. Wow, everyone gets that. I've got a new deck and everything. <laughs> so if you don't know, this is a Yu-Gi-Oh! RV reference, which Darnell... It's also just funny because I used two different words for new in the I same see, I name. See, I see. So I'm, I'm, there's a lot of crossover, as we all know, between the SCP yeah. fandom and the Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, you, fan base. You say that, but everyone, everyone in SCP also plays Yu-Gi-Oh! Is that true? If you actually go to meet any other doctor in the SCP universe, you have to duel them to get control over the SCPs. <laughs> they trap ancient SCPs in giant stone tablets, and then later some rich dude made a card game out of it. Dr. Gears, 10,000 years ago, this pharaoh was you! <laughs> fucking Dr. Gears doing the Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> it's time to duel! <laughs> 682. Yes, anyway. I love it. Despite years would have an your deck. So, yeah, actually, that's a good point. So, why are we here, Darnell? It isn't to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! It is to read some SCPs, and how many do we have today, Tanner? We have three. Count them. There are three SCPs today. There is no theme. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I yeah, picked these out of a hat. I know it disappoints many people greatly, but Tanhony isn't always able to come up with a clever theme. You know, sometimes Tanhony just, he's not capable of it. It's okay. That's when I intervene. <laughs> what are you going to do? How are you going to intervene? I'm going to create a theme out of out of something. Do it. I'll find a way to connect all three. <laughs> <laughs> do it now. Before, do it before you see them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, they're all being managed by doctors. So this is a doctor-themed episode. Oh, if you say so. So let's get into the first one. <laughs> SCP-2747. Sure. This one is... Wait, is, is the volume working? You didn't put me down the well again, did you? Is what working? Volume. If you open your OBS, I'm not down the well, right? You're not down the well. So, the first one is SCP-2747 by Min Min. And it is called... Ooh, Min Min. As Below, Isn't So Above. Isn't that also the name of the new Smash character? <laughs> I think it might be, actually. <laughs> Am I, am I wrong? I can't You're right. But... Min Min got invited to Smash. No, that's Min Min with a space between the mins. Oh. <laughs> a... Alright, so. Oh gosh, this one's been <clears throat> changed. What do the threat levels mean again? Don't worry about it. Okay. So, let's get into it. Item Black num... is definitely more menacing than green for sure. Let's get into it. Item number SCP 2747. Object class not Euclid, but Qatar. Threat level not Grien, but Black. Oh, hey, look, the the picture says the cover of Radiohead's I.O. album, an instance of the... Wait, hold on, when is this SCP going to be? Hmm. So, I, uh, do you remember that album? Uh, no. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be honest with everyone, the only Radiohead song I listened to was Creep, I'm a poser. Don't Google it. Special containment... Don't Google it, Donald, it doesn't I'm exist. I'm not Googling it, I'm trying to log into the SCP thing. Special containment procedures. Foundation watchdog algorithms to monitor online and print media for mention of SCP-2747 positive key phrases. All matches to be tagged and forwarded to the Department of Analytics, which will provide further confirmation of the SCP manifestation. In case of positive identification, all affected media to be suitably corrected via standard Foundation media alteration protocols. Now onto a Twilight Zone or 943A poisoned well. Hey, that's where you were. Topical. See, we already have a theme. Poisoned by your presence. Alright, show observational procedure. Yeah. Lucid the chalice. Controlled observation of the SCP will take place using local computing resources to procedurally generate narratives at varying levels of complexity and nestedness. What's nestedness? Like, narratives inside narratives. Oh, that sounds complicated. So, simultaneously, descriptions of the narratives will be generated using Foundation media parsing analytic meta-analytic software at varying degrees of ab abstraction. The results can then be examined for signs of the SCP by periodically scanning for data irregularities. 
Any generated narrative containing such legalities can then be flagged as an instance of the SCP with its seed conditions subsequently tagged as SCP-42747 conducted. So this SCP isn't necessarily an entity, what I'm getting. It's something that, it's like an infection. Maybe. Maybe infection's the wrong word, I don't know enough now, but it, like, it, can, it can manifest in multiple things. Given a large enough sample size, the boundary conditions of the SCP can then be identified and mapped with a sufficient degree of clarity. Furthermore, a watch list of 7,000 artists is to be maintained and observed at all times for localised signs of SCP manifestation in their respective works, using the aforementioned analytics-slash-meta-analytic software. In order to increase the observable resolution and range of deeply nested metafictional manifestations, this watch list should consist mainly of individuals, groups, and organisations whose works tend towards containing metafictional content, such as Ms. in Ambiens, I don't know if I've said that correctly, probably not, and Stories within that? Stories. That, I think, I don't know. I don't know. What's it's... metafictional content? Just such as stories within stories. Oh, this is a very high concept SCP. <laughs> the sponsoring... Uh, did I use that term right? Yeah. The sponsoring and or covert influencing of such content creators can be sanctioned to that end. The results of Lucid Chalice will be documented within the current documentation as Appendix B. So that, that's I'm later I'm saying on. Lucid Chalice is enough chuny energy. <laughs> Description. The SCP is a phenomenon appearing in print and online media whereby platforms dedicated to discussion of works of fiction begin to mention a non-existent instance of fictional media. Despite... Oh, like like uh, like when someone thinks they describe something that uh, they swear they saw and then someone's like, that doesn't exist. Mm, yeah. Des Ooh, despite, like despite said non-existence, articles, posts, comments, and other related meta-content created with regard to the non-existent work of fiction we found treating it as real. So it's like a YouTube video doesn't exist, but the comment section does. Oh, that's so weird. I thought it was more like the Mandela effect. No. Where, like, everyone thinks it exists, but it never happened. So the non-existent work of fiction can be mentioned by various individuals in varying capacities, ranging from brief mentions in foreign posts to being the subject of entire academic essays. Well, imagine writing a whole essay about something that doesn't exist. <laughs> Descriptions, screenshots, photographs of, of physical copies, and brief segments of text from said work of fiction can often be discovered in SCP-affected media. Descriptions of it are entirely consistent with each other, and it's proven possible to reconstruct whole segments of fictitious media via descriptions of it taken from SCP-generated meta-content. A list of fictitious media generated by the SCP has been appended below. See Appendix A. So, I'm guessing that picture up at the top, that's not a real album? It is not, no. Oh, that's so cool! Whoever made this is smart. Way smarter than me. Where, You're pretty smart. Yeah, this is a smart article. Where possible, the affected material can be traced to existing individuals. However, when questioned under duress, said individuals invariably deny having written the affected material and deny all existence of the fictitious media mentioned within. Nanny. The SCP, has, the SCP has never been documented in real time. All observed instances thus far have been recorded post hoc. No instances have been documented prior to January 2008. The reason for this confirmed that conforms to pataphysical observations documented in full in Appendix B. So pat pataphysical? That's like fictional physics, so like when fiction starts getting funky. Oh, so like when, when someone does something in a story that's not possible by the laws of physics? No, when someone does something in the story and it affects the real world. Oh, wait, what? So that you know what that kind of makes me think of? Hmm? That makes me think of the day the Daedra book or what not Daedra, that's yeah. what was it called? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the, the thing we read about. The Daybite book, yes. <laughs> it kinda of reminds me of that because things would get written in there and then they would happen. That was pataphysical, right? Kinda, yeah. Ooh, big boy. See, look at me all three brain cells on full alert today. It is the current hypothesis of the Department of Analytics that the SCP represents evidence of a naturally occurring anafabula, or anti-narrative. A cluster of interdependent signs, iconography, and narims. Footnote oh, here. we finally got a footnote for a definition. So that's a base unit of a narrative, such in the same way that a meme denotes a base unit of myth, or a meme denotes a base unit of culture. Is that a real word, or was that invented for this article? It sounds like it's probably a real world. word. Did so, you say world? Yeah. So a cluster of signs, iconography, and narims that, when included to a sufficient extent within a fictional construct, leads to mutual annihilation. So you put this shit in your story, your story will cease to exist. First-hand... You destroyed my story in one hit. <laughs> How did you do it? 
Oh my god, we gotta put one of these in your story, Adrian. No. So, first-hand reconstruction of the Anafabula's properties is impossible given its anomalous nature, but second-hand and third-hand descriptions have been generated from observational procedure Lucid Chalice and appended below. See Appendix B. Dude, how creepy would that be if you woke up and you were like, Hey Darnell, wanna read my latest chapter of Aetheral Space? And I'm like, what's Aetheral Space? And then the fucking ReZero effect plays. It can affect through layers of metafictional narrative, i.e. a meta-narrative containing the Anafabula will cease to exist within the narrative, followed by the narrative itself disappearing from our reality. Ooh, so, yeah, so if there's a story inside a story and these things are in the lower down story... It'll take that one out, and then it'll climb the ladder and take the other one out. This is getting so complicated. Like, all my brain cells are working, and I'm still barely mm. following. Only thanks to your help do I know what's going on. So this inter... This interpretation of pataphysical reality, uh, layers of metafictional narrative, has yet to be verified by Foundation observations at large, but appears concurrent with observations obtained from transfictional anomalies, such as these guys. We're going to leave those for the moment. The key identifier of the Anafabula is that it invariably represents an in-universe antagonist or anathema in all manifestations of the SCP. Like What's the, the anathema again? I feel like that's a word I've heard. Like uh, the bad presence. Ah. Uh, likely due to inherent scenario components indicating its alien yet centralizing nature. Update. The above-mentioned hypothesis has been confirmed as a working model of the SCP. Please refer to Appendix B. Update. The following procedures are to be enacted following the successful conclusion of observational procedure Lucid Chalice. Again, not tuny enough. I need you to really put your heart into saying that word. At no time are the properties of the Anafabula as outlined in its Appendix B to arise in real life, whether as a result of deliberate or natural action. Any object, person, or event bearing more than significance level A to the semblance threshold is to be altered via whatever means possible. So okay, significance level definitely an SCP thing, right? Yeah, well... Yeah, so basically what they're saying is, we don't want this, the, the, these tropes to happen in real life. <laughs> yeah, if the trope gets too similar, then fucking cut the, cut the thread, yeah. cut the line. So, access to information regarding the SCP, especially the information contained within Appendix B, is to be strictly limited to clearance levels 4, 2747, and 3 analytics. Due to the pataphysical implications and inherent uncontainability of the SCP as detailed in Appendix B, is to be classified as Keto with immediate effects. Let's go to Appendix so, A first. It looks like we're almost at the end, but without opening them, I can tell there's a bunch more because we're not even through half the footnotes. Yeah, no worries, no worries. We'll get, <laughs> oh, no, we'll get, so let's get, let's pop on this bit. <laughs> Alright, let's do it. Who starts? You I'll start. Alright, So, these are the partial list of manifestations of the SCP. So, these are non existent works. So, non-existent work reference, Punto de la Aspira, medium... I have a question. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. What were to happen if there was a fictional thing, someone hears about it through one of these com comments, and then they actually made it real by writing about it? Well, the idea here is they were real, but they had these things in them that then destroyed them, so they stopped being real. Oh, I'm finally... It's all connecting. So... Extent of Manifestation. 17 articles created and edited on the Spanish Wikipedia. Summary of work. Tip of the Spire slash Spiral is apparently a 1951 short story by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. It describes an unnamed protagonist as he sails down a river towards a desolate, black-horned mountain in order to deliver a gift to an unspecified recipient. The journey is rough and treacherous and he dies of exhaustion at the end of the story, appearing to be no closer to his goal than when he first began. The mountain is described in detail throughout the story, with recurring metaphors alternatively alluding to it as either an abode of the gods or a demonic presence. So the idea is this book did exist, and that's why there were comments, but something made it stop existing, and then when pressed, the people who wrote the original stuff suddenly don't remember it anymore. Yeah, because the idea is it had these, these elements in it, and if you put these elements together, it destroys it. So the reason they're just randomly generating stories of SCP is to try and catch it in the air. Yeah, try and catch what does it. Oh, that's clever. So uh, I'll go for another one here. Non-existent work reference, Taitaru, is Japanese. Uh, is film... supposed to be Totoro? Yeah, so the film's title describes itself is the Japanese phonetic pronunciation for the English word title. Medium, animated film, extent of manifestation. One article curated on TV tropes, with 55 edits made to various trope pages ranging from Despair Event Horizon to Foreshadowing and What Do You Mean It Wasn't Made on Drugs? Summary of work. Taitaru appears to be an animated film directed by Satoshi Kon shortly before his death. 
It's described as a psychological thriller chronicling a struggling manga artist as she attempts to complete and publish her first work under a tight deadline. Stress takes its toll and boundaries blur, she begins to hallucinate, and the movie ends ambiguously as to whether she achieved her goal or succumbed to her weaknesses. Typical of Khan's style, the animation is described as meticulous, kaleidoscopic, and occasionally deeply disturbing. One scene features the protagonist physically grappling with the shadows in her apartment, described under the trope entry for Your Mind Makes It Real as a manifestation of her creative block, which eventually engulf and consume her. I really wish that was a real movie, because I want to watch that. That sounds <laughs> really good. Uh, popcorn. Dude, whoever wrote this made a lot of really cool-sounding stories. Hmm. I really want to watch that now. Damn it. I'm upset, Min Min. You have to make that real. Okay. <clears throat> so, non-existent work referenced, no sister of mine, medium video game, extent of manifestation, 77 threads on forums.somethingawful.com, each carrying between 3 to 103 comments. Most users were established members of the Something Awful community. Summary of work... No Sister of Mine is supposedly a turn-based role-playing video game of the fantasy horror genre, so so far the theme seems to be they're all horror stuff. Mm. Genre published by Powakahan. Uh, while Powakahan existed as a major game development studio operating out of Seoul between 2002 and 2005, no record of No Sister of Mine has ever been found. For the Nintendo GameCube in 2005. According to reviewers, the player controls a party of six unnamed characters as they explore a ruined kingdom. That's another note. All the characters seem unnamed. Mm. Um, interesting. For the uh, unnamed characters as they explore Ruined Kingdom with the intention to find a lost companion referred to as Sister. It was widely panned by the reviewers, with much criticism being leveled at the glitch-filled battle system, incoherent dialogue, seemingly incomplete graphics, repetitive soundtrack, described as nauseating, headache-inducing, as well as being impossible to complete. The game's non-playable characters continuously mention a coal-block, thorn-bound tome that, when read from, would enable one to either obtain great power or unleash a dreadful curse, what most reviewers assumed to be the final quest line required the player to backtrack through the game's previous areas and recover fragments of the tome using their newfound abilities. However, the reviewers unanimously claim that no fragments can be found. One reviewer goes as far as to claim that the items themselves were never found inside the game's coding in the first place. Wow, that sounds lame. Hmm. Unlike that movie from before. Non-existent work reference. The Scalapendra Wiki. Medium, collaborative fiction, extent of manifestation, 49 different pieces of fan fiction ranging from 343 to 2,401 words in length, posted on fanfiction.net, each bearing between one and six comments. Summary of work, the Scolopendra Wiki is deduced to be an online collaborative fictional universe belonging to the horror, speculative fiction, and weird fiction. Yeah, again, horror. Mm. We've got a steady theme here. And weird fiction genres. It appears to have been hosted on some form of wiki site, though the address itself is never mentioned. The exact nature of Skullapendra's plot is hard to discern, as the various pieces of fanfiction support vastly different, differing storylines and a range of character interpretations further complicated by the involvement of other fictional universes inside. These fucking crossovers. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the crossover. Have you ever read the Naruto Family Guy crossover? No, I try to work out, is Naruto part of this? <laughs> what is known is that it involves a cast of seven characters wandering between a series of realms that also is interestingly in common multiple characters with the last one, but not with the other ones. Mm. Wandering between a series of realms, amassing and collecting items, possessing supernatural abnormal properties. One item features, heavi features heavily throughout the compiled works. A seven-sided obsidian emblem said to possess the power to destroy any object, person, or abstract concept with a single touch. That's interesting. I just realized. Was, was that object the anathema, just like the tome was in the last one? Maybe, yeah. And Maybe, there's like a black horned like, mountain in the first yeah, one as well. Horn, it seems like the anathema is part of it. And with, with the lady in the movie, it was her shadows. Mm. It appears to be of great interest to the protagonists who repeatedly make attempts to acquire it. However, it also appears to be currently in the possession of a sinister, unnamed antagonist who is alluded to repeatedly in several works, yet is never seen. See, that's interesting because, so we have horror theme. It always ends badly because of an object which may be related to the anathema in question. It kind of reminds me of um Sino Alice a little bit, how it's like all the worst stories ever told. The anathema causes the stories to all have bad end, like the game being unable to be completed, or you know, the movie we don't know what happened to the girl, or in this case, um uh or in the first case, sorry, the guy like succumbed to his journey. It's very mm. interesting. I I'm just kind of theory crafting in my head now. Alright, I'm gonna do one more and then I'll popcorn the last yeah, one. Sure. Uh, non-existent work referenced IO, I believe that was the picture at the top. Media, musical album, extent of manifestation, review columns, and a total of 14 reputable publications, including the New Bombay Times, Pitchfork, and LA Flipside. 
Summary of work. I.O. is described as the ninth studio album by the now-defunct English rock band Radiohead. It contains six tracks measuring a total of 34 minutes and 18 seconds. The majority of tracks appear to consist mostly of digitally manipulated samples from Radiohead's previous albums, layered over with sparse acoustic instrumentation and vocals. Reception of the album appears to be highly positive, with the exception of Pitchfork's Jessica Green, who gave an average review of seven. What are you uh, thinking, Jessica? <laughs> In particular, Green felt that the album suffered from hasty and uncoordinated post-production, likely not undertaken by Radiohead themselves. Audio cuts between the fifth and sixth track were described to be unnecessarily jarring, giving the seamless flow between every other track in the album. Uh, it is mentioned that the album uses a characteristic grating binaural reverb layered over lead singer Tom York's solo vocal track as a musical motif, embodying what the new Bombay Times Gulshan Enerud, sorry if I butchered that name, believes to be its central themes of spirals of isolation and inspiration feedback loops that resonate into the level of the deeply personal, trembling core of creative psyche. Again, horror. Area Anna Rude also mentions lyrics referencing suicide and self-harm, though presented through a series of oblique metaphors. Io never fears to toy with the idea of self-hatred and self-desecration, yet the album as a whole seems to fall short of its mark, always orbiting yet never quite touching upon the dreadful center. I assume that center was the anathema. Mm. Alright, I'll popcorn it here and leave the last two to you. Okay, so non-existent work reference. Mavin, or a treatise on the metaphysics of inner space travel and the kingdom of Erika, whose name is darkness made light, and further theological expositions thereof. How do you? How much do you want to bet this is a light novel? <laughs> Medium novel. Extensive manifestation. Seven articles published in a single week in various academic journals of literary criticism, each by reputable scholars. Summary of work. Mavin is described as the contents of a manuscript and accompanying charcoal illustrations found in the house of a. Refable Abrahams in 2014. Abrahams appears to have been a reclusive writer and artist, working as a maintenance technician in Bloemfontein, South Africa, and clinically diagnosed with schizophrenia. A number of individuals partially match the description, though no work similar to that Mavine exists. Mavine is a nested frame narrative written in Afrikaans, purporting to be a novel by a 17th century Dutch mystic. It describes the journey of the mystic, whose name is only given as Mass, learning of the structure of the Earth's interior as revealed to him in a vision. At the beginning of the novel, Mass dreams of a supernatural being that is aware of its nature as a dream entity and is highly indebted to Mass for bringing it into existence. In exchange, it promises to divulge to him the secrets of the Earth. Mass, being incorporeal, is unable to pass through the ground, and so the being decides to simply narrate the journey. It speaks of. Wait, uh, I think he meant to say corporeal, not incorporeal. Oh, sorry, I think I said that. We'll see, we'll see. It speaks of six realms demarcated by thresholds, ranging from the realm of treasure and minerals to an intangible plane of light and sound. Beyond those six realms lies another threshold, this time one of called of silence, which is described to be the Earth's core. Before it can be elaborated upon, Mass wakes and the dream ends. Also, as a note, before we continue, these are all really fucking cool story ideas, and outside the album, because it's an album, I bet you could steal any one of these and make them a D&D campaign easily, and it would be super fun. Uh, Min Min, you're a genius. Alright, continue. Ex Lux, medium interactive novel. Extent of manifestation, in-depth posts on seven different fiction review blogs, along with a mention in a Time Magazine article, uh, The End, Chow Ingrid, Time Issue 35-2008, on experimental narrative forms. The title is also mentioned in 175 Twitter posts, largely in the context of recommending it as an interesting, if underrated, piece of interactive fiction. That just sounds like, uh, what's that comic everyone always used to try and make a screen on the server. No, not Homestuck. The one, the <laughs> one, uh, Umineko. That's what it what? reminds me of. Umineko's Umineko. not, not a comic. No, but it's like an interactive novel. That's what okay. it said it is. Okay. Not a comic. You said comic. No, 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 no. Sorry, I, I <laughs> said the wrong word. You know what I mean. Uh, okay. Yeah, it reminds me of Umineko based on the description. Don't know. What's yeah. Umineko? <laughs> okay. Summary of work. Ex Lux appears to be a work of interaction fiction of the mystery genre, written in a mixture of English, Catalan, and Spanish. It's presented as a set of especially narratives from the point of view of six characters and a stream of conscious narration of ambiguous provenance. So there's a lot of the sixes and sevens here. Yeah, that seems to be. Also, I think that was seven examples in Appendix A, right? Oh, uh, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. Readers navigate between the seven story threads, discovering hints of a murder, or several murders. Eventually, the narratives converge at a roadside diner during a thunderstorm, and the characters exchange their stories. How much do you want to bet seven might be one of the tags that 
potentially induces this SCP. Maybe. From here, the resultant narrative structures cannot adequately be described as simple framing devices or stories within stories, as the inner tales eventually begin to intertwine such that later tales shed new light on ones recounted earlier, or themselves link the sequence of text earlier on in the narrative after lengthy detours. At several points, characters attempt to consult the testimony of an absent individual referred to as the stranger. The identity of the murderers, or victims, is never known, nor does the story have a conventional ending. Yeah, that definitely makes me think of me an echo. So now let's get to Appendix B. Observations okay. and conclusions no. from Lucid Chalice. Data lost. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's cute. Yeah, so they got All them. Right. But the That's thing is, cool. the thing is as well, so there's a bit more to it there. So it destroys, when there's stories within stories, it destroys the lowest down story first, and then it goes to the one above it. So, oh, so it's going to destroy the rest of the article eventually. Yeah, but then what if it goes even further up? Oh, that gets so meta. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I gotta be real, this might be the best article we've read so far. You say this every I... episode. <laughs> No, I, I, first of all, I don't, but Wait. honestly, I mean, can you blame me? This is really well thought out, really cool. It has a ton of themes for you to draw your own conclusions. That little bit you mentioned at the end only adds further onto it for me. I don't know, just everything really coalesces. The, my only complaint is it's a bit high concept at the beginning. I wish uh, there were a couple more footnotes or... I know, I know they can't because it would ruin the flow of the article, but like it was helpful that you were able to explain some of it to me. Hmm. But once you get into it and recognize what's going on, this is just really well written. I'm obviously giving an upvote, and I have to give this one a 12 out of 10. Nice. just have to keep breaking the scale. It's so it's fucking like a, good. The scale is meaningless. <laughs> no, it's, it's not meaningless. Right. <laughs> Why is there a 12 out of 10 now? <laughs> Well, there was eleven out of ten. That was beyond perfect. Yeah, but that, but you were giving you were giving that out to a bit too much, and we got to go further up. <laughs> I know. I wasn't giving it out that much. Someone, I'm sure someone, uh, someone out there is pissed off. Compile, they'll compile all the grades and they'll like make an average of the average grade. I guess it's eleven. <laughs> it's gonna be like ten point five. Yeah, because I've given some threes and fours. Mm, yeah. Yeah, not, for tax you're, purposes. You're it, uh, twelve out of ten. Yeah, exactly. It's what I fucking thought. Well, it's because you set up the possibility of twelve out of ten. If you hadn't said that, I'd have said eleven out of ten. Well, that's, that's just because I simply pushed further beyond. That's what it means to go plus ultra, bud. I see. I see. All right. So what's the next one? I'm ne not. I, although, I, honestly, I wish you would save this one for the third one because oh, it's it's fucking amazing. It's and now I'm gonna be riding off that high. Do you know how high the fucking standards are gonna be for the next two? <laughs> So we're going to read a seven, count them seven SCPs. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. What's the next one you got? SCP-2200 called Solberg nice by Pepper's Ghost. Oh, that's a... Oh, Pepper's Ghost again. Have you talked to him about coming on the podcast? I have not. I have to go to you. People on the server said they really liked the Boris episode, and I've been bothering you for a while. You need to talk to Peppa and some other people about having some guests. Sure thing. Maybe. Alright, I like this. The picture is like a, a. It looks like one of those performers that like spray paints themselves silver with a dog on it. You mean him. like a living statue? I don't think they spray paint themselves though, do they? I don't know. <laughs> they do, they like is, wouldn't that be somehow. toxic? No, there's non toxic paint. Maybe not for spray yeah. paint. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's get into it. This one's called Solberg. I don't know if you call that. How, how do you spell the bird part? Like B E, B -E R G? Yeah. So SCP-2200, Object Class Keta. Special Containment Procedures. The current instance of SCP-2 is to be kept in a standard humanoid containment chamber at Biosite 59. To prevent the relocation of Dash 1, a minimum of five armed security personnel must escort Dash 2 to Termination Chamber T-28 once a month to assist in routine D-Class cycling. In the event Dash 1 relocates, Mobile Task Force Epsilon-30, Blade Fielders, is to be deployed to seek out and contain the new Dash 2 instance. <clears throat> the area of land encompassing Dash 3 has been designated Site 502, with Foundation faculty members living as residents in the town proper. As Dash 3 is populated by anomalous individuals, faculty may acknowledge the existence of anomalous activity in general, but are not to divulge details on any SCP object besides 2200. This is where it gets a little hard for me to follow because we're only in the procedures. I'm sure they'll explain it in the description. I can already see there's like segmented paragraphs, but they've mentioned like three different dashes 
and we don't know what they are, and it's like kind of messing with my head. <laughs> like trying to be like, what the fuck is one, two, and three? So for all intents and purposes, Dash Free is to remain an autonomous community with minimal political and social interference by the Foundation. Wait, did we skip ahead a little? No. Oh, yes, we did. So uh, each staff member living on site has submitted a weekly report detailing their experience and interactions. So then what I said about the community. For all intents and purposes. Additional intervention may be ordered by the presiding on-site staff lead at their discretion. As a number of inert instances are already in storage for testing and archival purposes, additional inert stash four to be collected and melted down for use in funding foundation activities. Okay, so it's a bunch of anomalous individuals, and they're good, and yes. So three is the town, mm. and then one and two we don't know, and I'm assuming four is the individuals. Okay, let's get into it. SCP-2200 is the collective designation of several interrelated anomalous phenomena. Dash. Here we go. Dash 1 is a sword, 80 centimetres in length, composed of an alloy of silver and copper, estimated to have been constructed between 1500 BCE. Dash 1 is luminescent, giving off blue light at a level of brightness directly proportional to the number of Dash 4 subjects residing in Dash 3. Oh my god, it's literally the fucking sword from The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> Similarly, increased numbers of Dash 4 subjects reverses deterioration caused by Dash 1's age, making it a more effective weapon. Dash 2 refers to the human individual who is currently bonded with Dash 1. Dash 2 subjects cannot separate themselves from Dash 1, and any attempt to forcefully remove it from the subjects with grasp will result in the immediate death of the subject. Similarly, surgical removal of the hand or arm bonded to Dash 1 will also result in death. When a Dash 2 instance dies, Dash 1 anomalously relocates into the hand of another individual and instantly bonds with them. Oh my god, it's like its own fucking self-containing magic weapon. <laughs> Like uh, like Anubis from Stardust Crusaders. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get out of containment. Dio Sama needs me to stop Jotaro. <laughs> I learned from each previous wielder. You'll never contain me. <laughs> containment put him in the fucking river. <laughs> there is no apparent limit to the distance Dash 1 can travel when transporting itself to a new subject. Dash 1 appears to selectively bond of subjects that share a similar set of traits, see documents dash A, which suggests that it may be intelligent to some degree. Bonding with Dash 1 will cause subjects to suffer from an anomalous form of agriosis, uh, a skin condition caused by high quantities of silver in the body, which causes the skin to rapidly develop a distinct blue hue. If a Dash 2 subject does not end in a human life for an extended period of time, Dash 1 will relocate itself. So you must keep killing. Also, like a I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on, but I know I must kill. <laughs> After bonding with Dash 1, Dash 2 subjects experience heightened endorphine and testosterone levels, and immediately gaining understanding of SCP-2200 in its entirety. These factors, combined with the Dash 2 subject's background, have invariably resulted in Dash 2 killing those around them with Dash 1. Yes, this is literally a cursed magic item from D&D. That's all I can think of is the fucking Ring of Shadows in our game. Dash 3 is a 50km square area of land located in blank. That's a long name. That's a long ass name! Whenever a person is killed by Dash 1, a likeness of the individual formed out of anomalous silver based alloy, Dash 4, will appear in Dash 3. Despite being made of inorganic material, instances of Dash 4 are fully animate and capable of vocalization. And interviews have shown that they share the personality and memories of the victim they resemble. So what I'm wondering is, in this town, do they have, like, cops in the town that are like, who's killing all these people and making them silver? Is this just normal? Well, it's an area of land, so maybe it wasn't an, originally a town. Uh... So because of their metallic composition, Dash 4 cease aging after their conversion and are resistant to physical damage. They don't... It's kind of doing them a favor. Yeah. They do not need to eat, drink, or sleep in order to sustain themselves, but may perform these actions if they so choose. Instances of Dash 4 that leave Dash 3 will cease animation upon setting foot outside the designated 50km square space. Like Superfly. Dash 4 instances seem to be innately aware of the dimensions of the safe area. Any that leave remain permanently, any that leave remain permanently inert and cannot be restored by being returned to Dash 3. So documents 2200-A, characteristics shared by Dash 2 subjects. So they're between 15 and 45 years of age, physically active, strong fear of death, negative view of what happens after death, and psychological slash emotional instability. So we've got interviews, so I'll be, I'll be the SCP guy. Alright, sure. 
right. Interviewed SCP-2200-2.037, a 36-year-old male from British Columbia. Hey, it fits you, even though that's not the same mm. thing. Uh, interviewer, Dr. Stems. Forward interview was conducted on blink, 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 two days after the SCP was detained. <clears throat> Begin log. All right. We're going to run through this one more time for the records. Please describe the series of events that transpired after Dash 1 appeared in your hand. One moment, I was just sitting there in my bedroom reading when all of a sudden I had this this vision. I saw this place where people could live forever. I mean, on an intellectual level, I was aware that what I saw was impossible. But at the same time, I was convinced it was true. He was and, enlightened by his own intelligence. And I knew that I could send people there with the sword. <laughs> what was your first course of action? I waited until dark. I live alone, so nobody noticed me going out in the middle of the night. Whenever I came across some homeless person, like, sleeping alone, I'd slip the throat or stab them in the heart or something like that. It went on for a, a few nights until I got caught by the cops. They turned me over to you guys, and, well, here I am. That brings up an interesting question. Why has no SCP subject ever tried to ask for a lawyer? <laughs> we don't record it. <laughs> I see. Anything else you'd like to add? I want to make it clear that I'm not a psychopath or anything. I send those people away because death could have come for them at any moment. What if they like weren't right with God? The way I see it, when someone is sent to that place, they're basically guaranteed eternal life. I was eliminating the risk of hell for them, you know? I know it sounds terrible, but I had good intentions. I wasn't really killing them, just sending them to heaven, kind of. Or at least keeping them safe from the alternative. Thank you for your time. So I, I assume what he's saying is once you're killed and you become Silverman, you get teleported to that land. Yeah. Oh, and as long as you don't leave. So I guess they live eternally as on the 50-kilometer plot of land. Yeah. Uh, what if you wanted to go to the beach or to, like, another country? You don't need Or to. you had a lover that lived exactly 51 kilometers away. Well, I'll get them too. <laughs> I wonder if they ever make requests on the land. If they're like, hey, could you kill this person too? bring him over all right interview 2200-i-0124 you can be the person this time okay you want me to be the scp yeah it's a different research all right you can do the whole thing then. interviewed scp 220282 a 29 year old female from washington usa interviewer researcher iwataki forward for, for forward <laughs> four words interview was conducted on blank 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 three weeks after the scp was detained <laughs> Four word, count them, four. <laughs> <coughs> I gotta get a distinct voice, because I've, I've done that last voice a few too many times, I think. Yeah. Okay, we're going to be recording this time. If you're ready, please describe the series of events that inspired after the SCP appeared in your hand. I immediately knew that my life was pretty much over. I knew that I couldn't let go of the sword, ever. All my plans for my life, my career, my family... All of it was gone, but at the same time, I guess I thought I had an opportunity. Were you happy with the situation? No. God, no. I would have given anything to stop what happened. So why did you do it? Don't you judge me. Not for a second. What would you do if you could keep your loved ones alive forever? My sister died when she was six. How could I be sure that my kids wouldn't die young too? Oh. Oh, no. I don't like where this goes, Tan. So I'm guessing Dash 2 isn't isn't subjected to the 50-kilometer area, right? No, they go where they want. Okay. 20-second pause. I may have saved them, but I hated doing it. It destroyed me. Honestly, after I finished with my family, saving strangers felt like a walk in the park in comparison. God, I still can't believe any of this happened. I'm surprised the police didn't just shoot me on the spot. That's what usually happens. Makes things much more difficult for us. If you see my family, please tell them I'm sorry. I'll pass that on. Thank you for your cooperation. I know these past few weeks haven't been easy for you. So... <laughs> Maybe that wasn't the right tone for that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, um... forget about it. <laughs> so, interesting. Uh, it's only 50 kilometers. Wouldn't they eventually fill it all the way up, or does SCP have to take people out and force them out of the area? Maybe. Because I assume they also have to make buildings and stuff, or, like, farms to live. Well, they don't need to eat sleeper, I guess. But they wouldn't just want to wander in a field, you know? 
You know? You know? Let's get to the last interview here. This is with a Dash 4 instance. This is a Metal yeah. Boy. I'll be the Metal Boy. Okay. <clears throat> Interviewed SCP-2200-4.00581, a 68-year-old male religious leader in SCP-2200-3. Interviewer, researcher, Pittenger. Begin log. If you would, please describe the Exodia movement to me, as if I was unfamiliar with it. Says Exodus movement. Certainly. Here in Solberg, or Silverville, whatever you want to call it, there are a multitude of people who fear what awaits when they cross the threshold and give up their life. Those of us who are of faith believe that this is more of a purgatory than the paradise that God intended for us. You see, this place is founded on the fear of what happens after death. Once you've been sent here by the sword, you can postpone your fate as long as you like. Your life will only end when you cross the city limits. The Exodia movement is a religious initiative that seeks to help Solberg citizens come to terms with their mortality and willingly pass on to the next world. What the fuck is this gimmick with the snapping finger? <laughs> Show must go on. If it's your anime villain gimmick, all, all anime villains have to have like a quirk to designate them. <clears throat> if you believe in an afterlife, why have you yourself not crossed the threshold as well? Some of us believers have to remain to maintain the church and continue to spread the good news. As much as I desire to meet my heavenly father... I stay behind so that I may aid those who are still shackled by fear and doubt. What a convenient excuse. Hey, baby. Opponents of the Exodia movement have accused you of merely wanting to reduce overpopulation and increase your field of influence. How do you answer these allegations? Why would he care about that? Because why would SCP care about the politics inside of the fucking SCP? I can't understand why they would think such things. Long as the church has existed, so has his critics. Even among believers, there are those who believe crossing the threshold to be a sin, as it equates to suicide. Disagreements are given matters of religion. Yeah. Any additional snapping you would like me to record? This society is built upon man's fear of death. Whether you believe in heaven or hell, <laughs> afterlife or finality... You must ask yourself, is the pursuit of immortality truly virtuous? Mm -mm -mm. By choosing to remain safe in our silver shells, we rob ourselves of our dignity. By fear and death, we only give it more power. You, you're like the fucking West Side Story guys, though. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming. The priest of Silverville. <laughs> That, 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 what do you think of it? So big. Uh, that was a fun article. I mean, it wasn't like some sort of story masterpiece, but it was fun. It was interesting. I wish they'd explored it a little bit more, but I also appreciate that it wasn't a super long article. Because sometimes those can drag on. I would uh, give it like a 7 out of 10. I really love the snapping character that was in the article. No, that definitely reduced it by 3 points. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Over that. Uh, yeah, also entirely that. my own creation. He did not... There was no description of snapping fingers. <laughs> Alright, so what's the final one for today, Mr. Tanhoni? The final one is SCP-2662. 2662. And it is called Cthulhu for Ukoff. Did you say Cthulhu fuck off? Cthulhu for Ukoff. So Cthulhu fuck off? Yeah. And it's by Soulless Singularity. Oh, that's a fun name. Wait, who was the last one by again? The last one Peppa's was by Ghost. Peppa's Ghost. Yeah, that's our king, Peppa's Ghost. So, let's get into it. So, item number, SCP-2662. Object class, not Euclid, but Keta. Special containment procedures. Containment of the SCP is primarily focused on preventing unauthorized entry into its containment unit. For this purpose, on-site Task Force Tau-9, belligerent bodyguards, has been organized to guard its containment unit and keep track of new religious followings focusing on the worship of the SCP. Tau Force Tau 9 is to use non-lethal methods when dealing with an attempt or unauthorized entry. Scratch that. Authorized to use lethal force if necessary. All members of Task Force Tau 9 are being tested biannually for cognito hazardous influence. How much do you want to bet that cross out in the new addition has something to do with it going from Euclid to Kevin? <laughs> As containment of the SCP is completely voluntary, 
It is currently contained in a large humanoid containment unit with standard safety measures for low-risk humanoids as detailed in Documents-KA. Additionally, the SCP is allowed one copy of a daily newspaper of its choice, a computer and requested computer games totaling no more than 50 US dollars every month. What? But most games these days are more than that. This is bullshit, man! <laughs> you have to wait for the fucking Steam sale. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. SCP-2662. The game you wanted I, I, just went on sale. This is interesting, though. It's been brought up in several other SCPs we've, we've written. I kind of like the idea of when an SCP voluntarily complies, they give them a little bit of leeway yeah. with containment. Like, uh, who was not able? Was it Kane? Which one was Kane. it? Chill Brother? Yeah, he had, like, luxury... Uh, the misters had a little bit of stuff. The ones that were voluntary, anyways. Uh, that old man that like caused chaos wherever he went. Let's get into it. Yeah. Description. The SCP is a cognitohazardous entity, approximately 4 meters in height and 200 kilograms in weight. It appears to be in a vaguely humanoid shape, with approximately 20 additional muscular hydrostats in similar structures to cephalod cephalophob limbs attached to its back. These limbs are fully functional and allow the SCP to perform up to 10 different tasks at once. This just makes me think of that Pokemon Galissapod. Its primary anomalous effect only occurs after long-term repeated exposure, usually by being in the same room or as or interacting daily with the SCP. Subjects exposed to it for a period of six months or longer at risk of becoming acutely aware of the SCP's wants or needs and are compelled to fulfill them. They may also suffer from quasi-psychotic episodes when under stress. The SCP is unable to affect humans that have a 2 or higher Mars, Mind Affecting Resistance Scale, score. Wait, is this creature literally just Cthulhu? Well, we'll see. So, Do you think he's playing Cthulhu saves the world on his computer? Footnotes. The SCP can only affect approximately 5% of the human population and 2% of Foundation personnel. It is therefore considered a low-risk cognitive hazard. Nice. So the SCP's secondary anomalous effect is the spontaneous generation of religious followings at an approximate rate of at least once a month. This generation is involuntary and causes the SCP notable distress. Religious groups generated by the SCP usually focus on attempting to break into its containment unit in order to perform various rituals, rituals that are violent and or sexual in nature. These groups tend to be highly organised and appear to adapt to each failed attempt, despite there generally being known contacts between different generated religious followings. So it's literally Cthulhu telling people to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So below is an incomplete log of incidents relating to the SCP. Full document can be found in document-i. So, <laughs> incident-07. On blank blank 2003, a religious group known as Towards Him successfully broke into SCP-2662's containment. Oh, get it? Towards him, like him, mm. like Cthulhu. So I'm going to popcorn this to you because I'm dying. <laughs> Let me, let me handle these logs. Uh, so, at 2250, SCP-2662 is seen taking a shower in preparation for sleep. There's a loud noise as previously undiscovered explosives are detonated underneath the center of its containment unit. Five injured civilians climb out the hole left by the detonation. 2662 leaves the shower to investigate the noise. Uh, okay, so how did they break through SCP? Because I thought SCP was usually pretty good. Uh, <laughs> agents Blank and Blank, Agents Tan and Tanho notify a task. Tan and Donnell. Tan and Darnell notify Task Force Tau-9 of a breach in the containment. They attempt to suppress the initial five civilians unsuccessfully, as five more arrive with weapons. After a brief struggle, Agents Tan and Darnell are pinned down and tied with rope by the civilians. No. The injured civilians approach 2662. The uninjured civilians stab their hands with knives, masturbate, and then draw unknown symbols on the walls with a mixture of sexual fluids and blood. Um, I don't know why I thought of this now, but weirdly enough, um... I just did that, SCP yeah. Numbers, no. <laughs> the SCP numbers, all of a sudden, like, while we were reading, kind of remind me of how... Did you ever watch the Lilo and Stitch cartoon? <laughs> they all Experiment 682. <laughs> Dip it in water and it comes out. Uh, I don't know why that came up, and then the next line, of course, had to be about, you know, masturbating and blood. Just like in Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Just like it, yeah. SCP-2662 said, Oh, come on. Oh, oh no, hold on. I've got a better voice. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> That's really right, not yeah. sanitary or necessary. All right, we'll do a shaggy style. Then. <laughs> it's trying to be like Cthulhu. SCP-2662 appears to gag upon witnessing the symbols. The injured civilians successfully corner it in the shower stall. The, in the injured civilians are seen squeezing blood out of their wounds and rubbing it onto 2662 while singing. The SCP says, Jesus Christ, stop, please, I just took a shower. 
Scoop! Oh, man. Town 9 arrived to its containment unit. Task Force Town 9 managed to suppress all civilians successfully and proceed to move it to a temporary unit until repairs can be completed. Oh, interesting. Credentials accept- accepted. Welcome, researcher K blank M blank. Is that, is that supposed to be? I don't know. Kim Possible? <laughs> that doesn't sound anything like Kim Possible. <laughs> Gotta catch it, Kim. What's interesting to me, maybe we'll get to it in this last incident at the end that's hidden, but I, it seems like this guy likes working with them, so I don't see how he got promoted to Ketter and why Lethal Force... Oh, is the lethal force for people that invade? Yeah. Okay, not for him or, or it. Uh, a- after further investigation, all involved personnel were civilians posing as personnel. It is unknown as to the whereabouts of the actual researcher and security officers. Oh, wait, so even the agents were civilians? Well, uh, no, not the agents. Okay. Uh, incident 2662-78 on blank blank 2014, an unnamed religious group consisting of D-class personnel. Uh, what, you, you've skipped one. Oh, that's oh, why you're confused. I, I still reading the bottom of the new one. Sorry. Uh, SCP-2662 is seen eating breakfast or reading a newspaper. Security officer stationed at its containment unit enter with a researcher. The researcher can be seen carrying a piglet. Can I help you? Oh, our lord, please accept this innocent suckling swine, freshly orphaned from slaughter of both mother and father. May its soul of lust fuel you. Researcher proceeds to castrate the piglet in front of 2662 and place the testes on as 2662's food. Uh, no thanks. I'm full. Go home. Your, uh, your lord is pleased with the offering. Task Force Town 9 is notified of a breach in containment. 2662 attempts to read its newspaper. Researcher Blank slits the piglet's neck and throws it under the table. Blood splatters the newspaper. Look, can you go read a Bible or something? You really, really need it. Uh, SCP-2662 puts the newspaper down. The accompanying security officers execute Researcher Blank via gunshot to the head. Uh, Then they begin consuming her. Yeah, so even the security officers do it. Uh, 2662 leaves the scene to vomit in the toilet. Task Force Town 9 arrived to, more SC- to move SCP to a temporary containment unit and detain the guards. Okay, after further investigation, yeah, all the personnel were civilians post- posing as personnel. That makes more sense. It is unknown as to the whereabouts of the actual researcher and security officers. On blank blank 2014, an unnamed religious group consisting of D-class personnel and two members of Task Force Town 9 successfully broke into 2662's containment. 2662 was redesignated as Keter upon further review of incident 2662-78. Alright, this one's a bit longer. Can I popcorn it to you because I'm really hungry and I'm getting Yeah, sure. So, SCP-2662 is all that talk with piglet testes, I assume. Yeah, of course. Can be seen sleeping in its bed. The entirety of Task Force Town 9 is called for an off-site mission. Against orders, they choose to leave four of its members behind to keep watch on the SCP. At 4.15, two of the remaining members tackle and lock the other two in an unused containment unit. At 4.20, a cargo truck arrives in sight blank where the SCP is being kept. I hope it's got the devil's lettuce in it. (laughs) I love marijuana. (laughs) Can you say it like that again? Marijuana? (laughs) No, just the voice you did was really funny. I love marijuana. (laughs) At 4.25, sorry, it's over now. The two remaining members unload the cargo of D-Class personnel. They lead the D-Class personnel to the Town-9's armory. 4.30. The D-Class and the remaining members arm themselves from the armory and break into the containment unit. 4.31. The SCP is roused. Several D-Class personnel guard the exit to the containment unit as well as the corresponding hallway. Huh? What? Are we moving? I'm not scheduled until next week! 4.35. Agents Blank and Blank, the two remaining available members of Task Force Town-9, begin undressing the D-Class personnel that are not guarding. 4.36. SCP attempts to alert Task Force Tower 9 to no response. 4.37. Agents Blank and Blank... I assume this is, uh... Tony and Darnell. No, no, no. God, like this. Begin carving symbols into the buttocks and thighs of the undressed D-Class personnel. Why did you do that? You did it too! Yeah, that was expected from me. You were pulling my strings. Didn't you see the artwork that won the contest? It was you all along. The D-Class personnel begin to engage in group sex after being carved. Mm. What the fuck? Seriously? Now? Look, seriously, can you go find another guard? 
I hear Brutism is all the rage. D-Class 99304 attempts to pull the SCP into the group. The fuck? Stop, seriously. Lord commands you and all that stuff to cut this shit out. All D-Class personnel currently engaged in sex sees their movements. They all turn to stare at the SCP. Town and I arrive at the off-site meeting point, only if she's told no such mission exists, and then begin heading back to site black. It's sad here, like, <laughs> the music stops. <laughs> it's like there's a fucking party going on, he's like, STOP! <laughs> guys, my parents are on the phone! <laughs> Town Nine's coming back, you guys! <laughs> we have to get this place looking in tip-top shape before they arrive! Oh, thank God, I can control you guys now, kinda. Maturity's happening right on time. Good to know. Okay, tell me what the fuck is going on here. You want to be agent? After the blood birthing ritual, we're going to take you to your sacred chambers where we, our families, and our lineage will remain in service to you for all eternity. The people here cage you. With us, you may go where you please. You must be kidding. I can leave whenever I want. I just have to ask. Besides, I... D-Class personnel begins to continue engaging group sex. Seriously, stop! You're all fucking disgusting. I'm not even ready to settle down with a cult yet. I'm only like 200 years old. I'm barely legal. He's like, is he like Cthulhu's spawn? <laughs> Do you really think the Foundation will let you go if you ask? <laughs> well, you can certainly ask. You'll be sorely disappointed, my yeah, well, if it turns out to be the case, I can just wait until I'm strong enough to break out. In the meantime, I'm... I'm gonna go sit in the bathroom and wait. Ah, oh, the rest of you can do your stupid blood orgy. SCP moves to the shower stall and turns on the water. It sits in the shower stall for the remainder of the they, incident. How did they get a recording of this if everyone was gone? There's cameras. Did they have a camera in his room? Of course they have a camera in his room. <laughs> I think that'd be the first thing they'd take out because they're so strategic about getting in. But they have a point. Now security's increased and maybe he won't be able to get out in the future. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. That's a fun note. I'm giving that up, up vote. Uh, who wrote this again? Solus Singularity. They did a great job. This was awesome. I'm going to give it probably an 8 out of 10. Uh, maybe a 9 out of 10. I don't know. It's kind of hard when it's meant to be a comedic one because, mm. I mean, it's well written. It's funny, but I also don't really know how to compare it compared to like the very serious long ones, mm. but yeah, I think I think that's a good rating for it. Well, I enjoyed that. You enjoyed that. Whoa, whoa, Darnell, look out! The trap door. We're heading down <laughs> to the plug zone. <laughs> Welcome to the plug zone. Please watch your step. The jingle changes every year. Chimpanzee, that monkey news. So this little, uh, this is little monkey fella, right? <laughs> I don't actually have anything to plug today. I just wanted to do the jingle. We would like to congratulate the winner of the art contest. Lux is Icon. that really a plug, though? Is that really plug zone content? I think that's like a different zone. Well, hold on. I want to thank all the other people that participated. Thank okay, you okay. to Lost Network, 404, Cezic, and Love You for also uh, participating. Also, in terms of plugs, of course, make sure to check out April Space. And if you're not in the Discord already, you really should get in the Discord, because that seems to be the place to be. It's a lot of fun. We have a great time. You can even post memes in general chat. Not a lot of Discord servers would let you do that one, huh? Um, wow. What else is there to plug? I think that's it for now. You can do the exiting. So, yeah, so now we got to congratulate properly the art winner, so we're going to go to a different zone now. Look out, Darnell! There's another trap door! Oh, we just did that. Now we're just... Ah! Do, 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 do. Welcome to ArtZone. <laughs> What's up? I'm sorry, that, that voice just fucking kills me. What's up? You have, like, a bunch of different voices you do, and, like, half of them send me dying laughing. So, uh, <laughs> once again, congratulations to Ico for winning the contest. Yes, congratulations to Lux Ico. Thank you again to Love You, uh, Lost Network 404, and Cezic, who we didn't know how to get a hold of on the server. Apologies for participating. It was a great time. You mean, you mean, you mean you said, I thought apologies for participating then. No, apologies. Sorry you had to do that to yourself. <laughs> I 
apologies we couldn't get a hold of Cezuk. Tan, also, if you have time to edit, it would be a great time to put up the winning picture and um, maybe the other pictures as well. Let me summon it with my magic. If you, can, like, li- if you could link all the artists' Twitters or something, that would be awesome. I can, yes. I leave you with all the mechanical work. But yeah, that was it was fun, and we were excited to see all the non-contest fan work uh, as well too. It's really bizarre seeing fan work of yourself, and it's very it's very touching. We appreciate it. It was awesome. All of you did a great job. Yes, yes, yes. And we can't say thank you enough. Uh, we're just glad you enjoy our content, and we hope you keep listening. If you stuck around to the end, post a comment uh, saying, I don't know, what, what should they say? Uh... Comment first. <laughs> yeah, comment first. <laughs> Regardless of what position comment you are, just say first. And post it, and if you did enjoy the episode, post a comment saying which zone in Tanani Tower is your favorite. Tanani Tower. How many zones are there? We are simultaneously in the archive room and Tanani Tower, which has many zones. Yeah. I, I know, I know. The whole gimmick is we're supposed to be in the archive room, but the archive room is actually an SCP. Where, that, that, that was that was the first arc of discovering SCP. We're in the second arc now, Tanani Tower's yeah, arc. We all the files and brought them back to Tanani Tower. Now the organization must delete the, defeat the four demon generals, including Crystal Chicken Sama, <laughs> we still haven't finished writing. I gotta change the opening, I guess, though. Yeah. We are no longer well, in the archive room reading the files over the intercoms. We're in the Eldritch. We're in the Eldritch realm. <laughs> Welcome to the Tan Zone. No, that's just stealing from the Adventure Zone. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, viewers. And because you listened to the whole episode, your soul, we got it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. Not sorry. Bye. Sorry. We're going to present these to SCP-2662. Bye. 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 And you're coming with us. <laughs>